0: Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Hello, Olivia. Coming at you from a different backdrop. Looks like I've uh, moved house, but I haven't. I've just moved room. How is that for you? I hope it's not too unsettling.
1: Well, it looks like you're knock, 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 knocking on heaven's door because it is like, go to the light behind you.
0: It is. It's very, very bright, actually. It's very strange. Like I'm on some sort of like, white, like I'm having a model photo shoot done with a big white light, but I'm not. I'm, yeah, just, it's very, I'm just in the end room.
1: <laughs> it's very, very eth- ethereal, which is very apropos because it is, in fact, Easter Sunday. So, happy Easter, Lucy. He is risen, I've heard. <laughs> You've read about it on the blogs.
0: I have. I actually um, had um, Adam, my housemate and sister's boyfriend and friend, describe to me uh, like he he grew up like going to Catholic school and like from a Catholic family. So I had him uh, actually tell me the full story of Easter the other week because I was like, I don't actually really like I know the, the main bits, but I'm you yeah, know, I've never done, I've never had any sort of like religious upbringing or education or anything like that. Um, and he, so he he just, he like described the whole thing to me. It was very interesting. So I was very pleased to hear
1: it. Oh yeah, because your schools wouldn't have been religious schools. No,
0: not at all. In no way, I've never been to any sort of religious school. Even when I came back to England, I just went to like a what was used to be a grammar school, and then like a sixth form. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah, no, never, never been to any religious-y things. Well, you must have done like RE and stuff. Yeah, well, I did RE, but by the time you do RE and like GCSEs and stuff, you're just doing like oh the trolley pop, the trolley problem, the trolley problem. Like so, right,
1: <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? It's not like the actual. Uh, religious, religious stuff, I guess. Yeah. And I've always, yeah. I've known like bits, but I've never like, uh and I've barely been to church, only like a couple times at Christmas and stuff like that. So, um, like it was very interesting to me to hear all of the, all of the things that that happened. Yeah.
1: So you've, you've never been paraded around the school hall wearing an Easter bonnet?
0: Absolutely not. No, never, never,
1: never in my life. <laughs> oh, every, every year in infants, always wearing that Easter bonnet made out of a lot of tissue paper and plastic <laughs> eggs. <laughs> And we all had to like parade around in a circle for the Easter assembly and like singing this song that um, is called Easter time. And it was like the same thing every year.
0: That sounds cute. Yeah, my main
1: thing I know about Easter bonnets
0: is that in my old job, my boss always used to get me to go and buy the bonnet she needed for her son's Easter parade. So that's yeah. as close as I got.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the the bonnets or the Easter hats is an intense time. And I remember once um, I made this really amazing Easter hat um, and I made this like lamb Oh, this is so funny it's just come back to me now but it was like this lamb and it was um made out of like chicken wire and like paper mache and like the bobbly fur I made out of um you know like egg cartons so like fix them all on and then like paper mache over it and then like made it like a hat and it was like unreal and it was the talk of the school that I would made <laughs> this like really amazing hat and anyway um I was like really on for thinking that I was going to win which was like quite a big easter egg so I was like clearly looking forward to that and then everyone was like looking at me like this is your moment like you're gonna get like the first prize anyway the one that won for I didn't even win any prizes and the one that won first prize was like literally just a lego and that was it and it was because they thought that I had um parental help
0: <gasps> so classic classic yeah. drama
1: <gasps> yeah so they like they I know I know and um still think about it to this day clearly I didn't think I did but clearly I do
0: you were robbed you were robbed <laughs> i know
1: I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna call my mom and um, remind her of that she's probably like still still fuming about it but anyway yeah that that's what you do at easter in an Eastery school so there Lovely. you go You've got all the info very
0: nice. very nice yeah no i'm a bit sad this year because um i my one like main easter thing is i usually get an easter egg at least off my mom but no not this year no easter chockey for me apart from that's not true you did give me a cream egg the other day <laughs> I did and I'm very blessed to have had that cream egg so thank you so
1: much <laughs> and you know you left the rest of your mini cream eggs in the picnic camper and my mom ate them all and I was like can I have one and then she just went oh yeah and then she just took it in her hand and put it in her mouth and went "Ha!" and then ran out of the room absolute like easter bunny playing tricks I love it <laughs> I was just like I can't, I can't. like I was I just made a cup of tea and I was like really looking forward to having like that little mini one that was left yeah. and she was like "Ha!" and then just left
0: Oh it's my absolutely fuming.
1: God! I, I, I can't
0: believe it. How could she? But um, you know, oh, I'm pleased that she got she. some of my tiny uh, cream eggs as well. So, um, yeah. you know, it's good to share at Easter. That's what they say. Um, so aside from uh, you know, the the blessing of Christ, what else are you living and longing for this week? <laughs>
1: um well I have to say so um we didn't do an episode last week because we didn't but then the week (laughs) there's no excuse but then the week before obviously we did a Louise themed episode which um nobody except me knew was going to be a Louise themed episode and (laughs) it was one and um when we uploaded the podcast um the week before last not only did we get likes from louise both on twitter and instagram but also a comment revealing that she had listened to the podcast and i am i am gagged the gall and the gumption i can't believe it
0: I couldn't I could not believe it when you were like oh my god look she's like commented I was like oh yeah perfect and then you were like oh my god she must have listened because of the nature of her comment was something that wasn't mentioned in any of the you know posts and that is unreal to me that Louise her very self has listened to us
1: (laughs) yeah and also like (laughs) the bit about naked doesn't come in till like quite a way through
0: no I mean granted she may have skipped through to them and you know I can't blame her.
1: But But you don't, <laughs> you never you don't know. know what you never you know. Don't know what you're skipping to. You don't know what you're skipping to. Well, you you don't wait know till you hear you be. wait
0: till you hear your name or, or naked maybe, but but um either way, either way, she has listened to part of our podcast, if not the whole episode, which is just stupid. <laughs> so it's i'm very the, pleased
1: <laughs> it's the best and most stupid thing ever and i'm yeah. just so thrilled it's mm-hmm. just really giving me that dopamine that is so hard to come by in our lord 2021 absolutely. so um yeah absolutely living for that probably for the next six months um and i am longing to be quite honest to get my hands on a pair of little nas x's satan shoes <laughs> <laughs>
0: I knew we were going to talk about, obviously, we're going to talk about Little Mads X this episode. And um, I knew that the shoes would come up at some point. Um, But yeah, well, you'll be lucky because they went like fucking hot cross buns or whatever it is people say. So like, (laughs) yeah.
1: They, uh, we try and get as like as many like Easter references and puns into this episode as possible, even though when <laughs> when this goes out, no one will care about Easter anymore. But it's great for yeah. us, isn't it? So, yeah, it's uh, good yeah. for us. I
0: mean, and if not, if it's not good for us, what's it good for us? We've always. said, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, no, those shoes are just the funniest thing to me ever. I'm so completely obsessed with all things uh, Lil Nas X um, as I'm sure we will discuss later in uh, track of the week because well, obviously we, it's going to be that so um, I yeah those shoes are so funny real b- one drop of blood inside them or whatever it is that is claimed Um, I, I saw that like he, he claimed that and then Nike were
1: like we have nothing
0: to do with these shoes
1: <laughs> yeah and I also want to know like where is this blood derived like yeah who's, whose blood whose is blood it? is this <laughs> that's that's the question that I need the answer to but um yeah my favorite thing about the Satan shoes is um his YouTube apology video where he like um cosplays as a YouTube influencer being like um, being sad that his Satan shoes were not like taken in the manner in which he wanted them to be absolutely yeah um oh yeah did you also see um on the Lil Nas X holiday video um, when he's in his like space car he's listening to call me by your name it's yeah. like digitally on the screen yeah
0: one oh, easter, easter egg, egg. <laughs> yes that is the perfect thing to long for and all we can ever really want in life is a pair of satan shoes surely
1: and i'm going to turn this question back to you i mean what else is there to long for other than little nasaq satan shoes but what are you living and longing for this week lucy yeah i mean mine
0: absolutely pales in comparison now but um <laughs> anemic as it were Um, but uh, I am um, living for just in general you know it's been so nice to be able to hang out outside because the weather's been a bit nicer. And um, also, I got to hang out with you and another friend, which was completely legal. And um, we were able to sit and have a picnic. We went up to a beautiful reservoir, had such a nice time. And because the weather was, like, agreeable, we, we like, stayed there for, like, six hours or something Why? I know.
1: I, I couldn't believe it. Like, by the time got, got, we got home, it was, like, half six. Yeah. And that just never happens because I've been so used to just like walking around with someone miserably for 20 minutes in the rain just to like feel a connection and then um it's the end so it was just so nice to like not feel the pressure of the weather for once yeah
0: absolutely like I I left my flat at like quarter past nine in the morning I didn't get back till like 7 p.m what a time to be alive it was thrilling <laughs> to just be out for so long it was so nice and obviously so fun to just have like extended hangout with pals uh, in the flesh and it just felt very um it was very restorative um and felt very uh my heart grew three times that day
1: yeah absolutely stunning um very stunning picnic various cream eggs and um a lot of executive nibbles. thought that's taken from um what's it taken from that that other podcast um help i Sexed my boss um oh, did they say but that? one of the one of the presenters whenever they have like snacks you call them executive nibbles so i felt like we had some very executive nibbles on um on friday it was very nice um yeah and then that was absolutely stunning definitely like almost to the point that I think that I've forgotten or I was unaware of how much socializing is amazing but just like emotionally like takes it out of me because I'm just not used to it that like the next day I got up quite early and then I was like doing stuff and then I had to go back to bed because I was just like too tired because I'd just like done a thing
0: yes I was knackered yesterday because um so we did that all Friday um came back went like straight on a family zoom like did all that blah blah and then I like was like winding down like making some tea and like gonna watch a film and then I was like oh shit I have to work I was working in the morning I'd forgotten that to like get up at seven so I was like oh so I was like I better go to bed so I went to bed I woke up I had to work I worked eight till one and it was uh dead busy um on the phones and stuff and then um I was like that whole yesterday afternoon I was just completely wiped I just couldn't like I was like god everything it's too much and like it's funny how much um that does take it out of you these days I guess it is it is so uh just not what we're used to (laughs) it's like doing a full-on thing for a full day with mates even though you know it was super relaxed and we were just all just chatting and like you know it was just super nice but still it's it's funny how much it it has affected um yeah uh, energy stores and stuff like that but i would uh, i'd be exhausted for the world to hang out with my pals
1: <laughs> i know it was just so good and yeah long may this gorgeous weather continue and we'll frequent every single reservoir in the northwest in the northwest area and <laughs> it will be gorgeous until we can properly properly meet again and what are you longing for this week lucy
0: yeah, so I guess sort of hand-in-hand, parcel-in-parcel, um, mouth-to-mouth, uh, heart-to-heart, lips-to-lips, um, I am longing for uh, the the more... Okay, so I just... And this is like... I, I feel quite hard to long for these things anymore, um, and I think... But it's sort of the only thing I am sort of longing for is, like, the, the sort of sort of plans i've made with people to go on various little staycations when it is allowed um so you know hopefully a couple of friend trips hopefully a couple uh, i've done the only one i've actually booked is um a family holiday in september with like my whole family my sister and her kids who for them it will be their last september because uh next september leo will be starting school so you know he'll never they'll never be able to go on holiday in september again for like 20 years or whatever something ridiculous like that um so so we booked a nice uh holiday uh house in wales and, and it feels like that might be possible but it still feels like it could definitely be taken away because like of course that's how we're all gonna feel so um yeah so i am longing for those and they feel very hopeful um but uh with a pinch of uh, reserve reservedness just in case uh, we have to be disappointed but definitely longing for them should be nice to go see some other places and just hang out with people
1: oh, yeah it's it's just really it's so boring to just like say the same thing over and over again but we're just like all humans going through this like singularly weird experience but just to like be in the same room as people and, and like being at ease and seeing some sea slash countryside like oh, I think I think I was saying this yesterday like I think that if the pandemic has done like one thing good it's just like made my baseline of appreciation just so much lower in a really positive way like I feel like when I'm really enjoying something I'm so in it and I'm just like oh this is just like the best thing ever in a way that I don't think that I did before and I think that I'll I think I'll feel this way for a long time.
0: Yeah I think that you know like you said if we can take anything from this you know, there's there's stuff to take from it like there is any sort of experience but like yeah the the ability to really appreciate like you know all these little things is <laughs> very nice and yeah I'm I, I feel uh, happy to uh know that I will uh not take things for granted maybe as much anymore and stuff like that and that is a nice thing to um to a nice level to get to so yeah uh, I'm not not saying I I you know wouldn't have rather it hadn't happened but um it is yeah there, totally. are, there are some some positives to take and uh yeah we can take them and be so blessed to just uh be near each other and that that will be nice so we've spoken about them already we couldn't keep our lips sealed too excited about the our lord and savior this easter um it's time for Track of the Week, and as you can probably guess, and as we did tell you uh, two weeks ago, our Track of the Week on the next podcast is, and will forever be, maybe, who knows? It might be the the, the eternal Track of the Week, is uh Lil Nas X's new single, Montero, Brackets, Call Me By Your Name, which, um, if you've listened to any of the recent podcasts, and podcasts going back almost a year, we were very excited to come out, and it finally has, along with an absolutely... <sighs> stunning video um and just just everything around it is so wonderful and I just I mean I've always been obsessed with Lil Nas X since he started Old Town Road loved it so much but he's really really coming into his own being an absolute iconic queer um and just being so uh you know unashamed and uh unabashed and just really going full ham on um here i am i'm here i'm queer uh get used to it you know what i mean so uh yeah it is and the song is a banger super catchy love it loads and i c- couldn't want anything more and so i believe this is a a joint track of the week is that correct olivia
1: it is and um <sighs> I also am just living and longing for all the, like, related content. Uh, Montero, call me by your name. Um, Whether it's on Twitter or especially on TikTok. And um, I can't remember whether it was Lil Nas X himself or someone else who tweeted something along the lines of... um, people are always telling um telling queer people to go to hell and then get mad when they actually go <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: he, he he tweeted that I think like the day after he was like he was like you're you're like you're always telling me to go to hell and now you're so annoyed that I'm there what, what's wrong with you <laughs> Just so true um yeah no I love I I love the whole the whole the whole story around it the law everything the fact that he's just like absolutely gone for it love it so much I think it's really great and i'm um, so nice to see um i also read this really great um article uh, well i i've subscri- subscribed to the Substack from brandon taylor the author of real life which i haven't actually read but i follow him on twitter um he's like a queer um author from uh, the states, and he just uh, like a weekly Substack, and he uh, wrote this one last week, uh, well this week called "Not This Morality Play," which was all about like the fact that um, all the the Christians were hashtag up in arms uh, about uh, Lil Nas X and absolutely just couldn't couldn't believe it, and like it's the worst thing that's ever happened to our children and our nation, and it's a scourge and blah blah blah. And he he talks um, uh, a lot of his writing um, is about people who come out of religion because he is somebody who used to be very religious and then has left that behind um so he wrote a really great um substack about um about uh everyone being up in arms and how he was saying that it's it's uh how that relates to like uh the america and how they do view things and how they are they are a theocracy and how like it's impossible for them to not see things through the eyes of god or whatever and stuff like that so it's a really really good article i'll link it in the show notes um i'd recommend uh if you like his writing or just very very eloquent great writing uh you should subscribe to a Substack because he is a very very good writer but it was a really good article and um, about how, like, uh, the moralization of uh, of what people can and can't engage with and stuff like that, and how how uh, how and we've talked about this before how people just love they just love to be up in arms, um, and that nothing is gonna you know really stoke the fires of being up in arms than you know a very comfortable out gay man black gay man grinding against satan in hell um and then taking his crown and being cool with it so uh yeah uh i just i can't get over like every time i hear the song i just uh or watch the video uh, i just feel like so like joyous and just so pleased that it exists um when i first watched it i remember like waking up and i like watched it like straight away because i was like it's out it's out <laughs> it's like christmas day um, <laughs> i watched it and that that first point when he slides down slides down the um the the pole uh and the just the look on his face he like does a look to camera that's
1: just like yeah this is what I'm doing (laughs) just obsessed so good so yeah yeah and i think like someone like we were saying the other day um someone who is so young to have this like real sort of singular creative vision in the way that we've kind of like compared to like lady gaga and other um artists like that it's just so strong and so kind of like single minded and and focused and and clear that it's just going to be like such a trip to see what he does next because he thinks everything through so much and everything has just been like so well curated and um, he's also just absolutely trolling everyone at the same time it's just honestly th- no, I, th- I feel like normally something like that comes with a little bit of like wisdom of age but he just like has all of that now um so it's really exciting to me and I absolutely love the song so there we go yeah
0: definitely yeah you're right it is so like um interesting that he is only oh my god a little tiny baby 21 years old and is already such a fucking like huge icon uh who knows uh the what treats lay in store from little mouse x but we will be here for it the whole way through
1: at least now he can drink in hell now he's 21 so that's, <laughs> makes it even better
0: god we can have a cocktail with satan <laughs> Aside from having Montero brackets call me by your name on uh, repeat, which I know you have because, I mean, I was there. We were listening to it on repeat, our very selves together the other day. But apart from that, what else have you been listening to in terms of podcasts? Have you got any new recs?
1: well obviously um as i've mentioned in previous weeks i am very much on my sex in the city trip at the moment re-watching the whole series i'm now on season six thank god because i've just been watching this whole series so that i could see harry my absolute favorite character and absolute favorite boyfriend of the whole series so um very very pleased about that and like just past the episode where he's like your pink lips which is my favorite bit um (laughs) So um, absolutely thrilled to be reunited with my OTP Harry, and I also got Harry on the like. Um, did you see the like Sex and City boyfriend filter doing the rounds on Instagram?
0: I didn't actually. I need to do that. I oh, want to know. Yeah,
1: who you need to do it, and I got Harry straight away. Oh, so yeah, I was, I was thrilled. Who, who would you like to get as your Sex and City boyfriend?
0: Oh my god, I always really loved Aiden. So yeah, yeah. Aiden's yeah.
1: very you. Aiden's you so probably much. like. Aiden's probably like who I should pick but I would probably yeah <laughs> probably probably get probably big would be and I would I would hate myself but I would I would be there anyway um <laughs> no yeah, you get not, Harry
0: you get Harry forever
1: yeah no Harry is the one that I really really would, would want and was very happy about um but yeah hopefully hopefully I have bigs in the dust um <laughs> and Aiden Aiden is such a good pick and honestly just got treated so badly
0: truly I always I remember every time I've watched like rewatched Sex and City I'm always like hashtag up in arms about the fact how she treats him and I'm just like he's like that is that's the kind of boyfriend that people like I would want that as a boyfriend come on yeah
1: I can so I can so see you just like hopping into the truck off to soften with Pete the dog I for would a love- long weekend in the country
0: <laughs> that bit always annoys me that they that that cabin is supposed to be like so disgusting to her when i think it's like one of the nicest places that I've i
1: know seen. i know it's like objectively really nice just like yeah. in the middle of this gorgeous forest um yeah you <laughs> uh, well, it anyway let's say carrot but um these are all the things that get explored in the many sex and the city podcasts that i listen to so obviously i've mentioned before about sentimental garbage so i won't repeat that but um as well as that one looking at um series by series the other one that I'm listening to and I've just finished for now until they make more is So I Got To Thinking which is presented by Juno Dawson um so that is yeah like I say episode to episode and it is a little bit more like um critical and sort of examining it by like today's standards and culture. So um, it's really interesting. And as probably most people know, um, Gina Dawson is a trans woman and um, has this bit in, um, in, in, so I got to thinking that she calls trans corner, bing, bong, bing, where um, she kind of um, reads it, reads certain um, plot lines and character arcs and stories sort of like through that lens and um, explores it under that context, which is um, very interesting. So hopefully it will interest some of our listeners. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I sped through the first three series. So I'm just waiting on series four um, to come out. And um, the co-host um, of that is um, her friend Dylan Jones and they're a really good pair. And they have guests on like um, Callie Thorpe, Sean Fay, um, loads of different people. So it's well worth, oh, Candice Carthy Williams. So well worth going and having um, a listen to that as well. Um, And then I've also been listening to um, a podcast called We're Having Gay Sex, which is um, a comedy podcast um, by a comedian called Ashley Gavin and some of her friends. And the premise of the podcast is that um, she was in monogamous relationships for 10 years plus, um, and just was kind of like on this cycle of monogamy and wanted to break that and just kind of like have more casual, um, experiences and it's, um, her and a couple of friends and they, um, they basically dive into that like week on week and like what they're getting up to and like tell it's through like a very like comedic lens and tell just like funny, um, stories of their, um, escapades. Like when Ashley Gavin sleeps with someone in the witness protection program and, um, just, <laughs> a lot of a lot of um a lot of jolly japes um go on in that podcast but there's loads of episodes so I've started from the very beginning because I'm a podcast purist I just like have to devote myself from the very beginning because otherwise I get too annoyed in case they reference things that I don't know yes. so I'm going I'm going back so it'll be interesting to see how it changes in COVID because I think it's still continuing but at the moment I'm listening to episodes where like everything is in inverted commas normal so um, I'll, I'll let you know but that is um a funny a funny wreck if you're looking for something quite light-hearted and also like if you miss just uh chatting with your friends lazing about for hours on end just like saying any words like it's it's very very casual very like conversational and like a bit stupid in in a nice way um so if you are missing that in your life which I know I do all the time then it is like a nice vibe for that um yeah how about you what have you been listening to
0: yeah, that sounds really good. I, I agree with you on the point of like, um, if I like a podcast, I have to listen to it from the beginning because, um, you know, I don't want to miss the law. <laughs> like, I don't want to- Yeah, exactly, exactly. The umbrella arcs. So yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, so, I mean, um, I- well I just wanted to mention um so I listen to uh sometimes not not like religiously but if I like the the guest or I'm interested in the guest I listen to the Adam Buxton podcast which is like I know Adam Buxton is like the most like sort of middle of the road like white man of our times but like he is there's something so endearing about him I do like him I think he's quite funny and also he speaks like he does like good interviews with guests when he has them on he has like nice quite casual conversations but that do get to like quite interesting points and stuff so I listen to his podcast when I feel like it or like when the guest is someone who I'm particularly interested in or you know want to find out more about and I actually listened to the one he had recently with um the comedian Tom Allen on who um Tom Allen is you know out and proud gay comedian of the British comic scene um not like someone whose comedy I particularly it like enjoy or anything like that but I'm not not that into like comedy anyway in general but I was like I'll see it see what he has to say or whatever I mean, actually it was a really interesting conversation about how he grew up as like a proper sort of outsider and how he always felt really different um, and how he had a lot of like he talked really interesting about how he had a lot of like self-loathing which came from basically like a place of sort of internalized homophobia um, and how when he was like a teenager like quite a young teenager he was obsessed with wanting to be a butler um, and he d- goes into this whole thing about how he was obsessed with wanting to be a butler, because essentially he wanted to be able to live a life where he didn't have to think about his feelings and what, what mattered in his life and where he could just serve somebody else. Um, and it was a really like interesting, uh, insightful like, conversation about like how if you feel so uncomfortable in who you are or so outside of like the rest of um, how society thinks you should be that like you, it can even push you to like the 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 extreme of like, well, I, I really need a life where I don't have to think about myself at all and stuff like that. And actually it was a really, really great conversation and he, he's funny and they had really, Good back and forth, and um, I'd recommend that for like, um, if you're intrigued at all about him or about uh, basically a teenager wanting to be a butler, which is very funny um, as well. So, um, yeah, it was a really great, insightful conversation.
1: Yeah, um, that's really interesting because um, I don't know if you ever watched Downton Abbey. Have I've seen a that show. Yeah, well, I think I'm trying to remember what his name is. I think his name is. Thomas in in Downton Abbey but he plays um like a butler or a a footman in Downton Abbey and his like storyline is about how he's gay and is repressing it and kind of like he um he's, like, mean to everybody and, like, no one really knows why and he's, like, sort of, like, repressing this, like, massive part of himself and he's so desperate for, like, connection and affection and understanding that, like, the few times that he does it, sometimes he, like, gets himself, he, like, misreads things or gets himself into, like, dangerous situations Um, and he's this, like, really, like, misunderstood character, like, throughout the whole um, series, really, and you wonder if, like, he gets into that job through kind of, like, the same... Um, reasons or thought processes like it's kind of like a safe environment where the parameters are really clear like what your role is is really clear and um, you know those lines are very are very like starkly starkly drawn in in this context even in like um, the ways of like you know what your day-to-day tasks are um, the upstairs the downstairs a kind of separation of class all of those things and um, yeah I think it's like a very similar um storytelling to what to what you're describing in in that series
0: yeah absolutely that sounds that's basically all a lot of the things that, that he talks about so um yeah no it was very interesting um Uh, chat and I would uh, recommend listening to it if you're you're at all interested Um, and aside from that um, I've been listening to and I know you have as well we've both listened to um, I haven't listened to all the episodes but most of them of um, Sean Faye's new podcast Call Me Mother um, which is basically um, a series of sort of interview chats kind of things uh, connections with queer elders so speaking to uh, trailblazers and people who are maybe a bit older in the queer community and learning from them um, about how, how what they've been through and and how and about how our queer history is so large um and i think yeah i think uh sean says at the beginning of it that like you know we want they want people to listen to this and be able to then be able to feel more connected to their wider history and feel like they understand more like where different queer queerness comes from and what how long it's been around and what different people have been through and it is just such a great podcast i've listened to i think four or five of them maybe four of them um and they they are with different people some one uh, i listened to this morning uh, was with sandra coldwell the actress um i listened to the one uh with uh, the, i can't remember his name the guy who worked on on the um lgbt helpline i can't remember what it's oh, called the lgbt switchboard that's it thank you yeah the switchboard which is always really interesting i know we've talked about the log books which um, talks about the switchboard and stuff like that always very interesting to hear about um a different time when you know ha- finding having being able to get knowledge just about where s- places were was literally by like ringing a number which is so alien to us obviously um and yeah no uh there that what i love so much about it is like that. Um, it really I I, I know we talked about this ourselves like how it 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 centers the person who she's talking to and like you it's not really like a back and forth interview you know you hear Sean every now and then like with a little question or or a sort of clarification but it's mainly giving space to these people to talk about their experiences and um, yeah absolutely obsessed with it I think it's so nice it's got such a nice um, tone to it it's very like relaxing and just like you know it's just so insightful and I'm very very into it Uh, what do you think
1: yeah absolutely love it I mean is there anyone in the world more eloquent than Sean Faye probably not um and as you said anyone with better hair then oh. just at us on Twitter because we need to know don't um,
0: I, I desperately need to know how Sean Faye has such good hair
1: <laughs> drop the hair care routine Sean drop the hair care routine please um, <laughs> yeah I totally agree um as much as I, you know, absolutely love to listen to everything that that Sean Faye has to say, um, I also think that it's really cool that she just hasn't sort of like centered herself in the way that a lot of um a lot of interview-based podcasts do. I mean, not not centering yourself, but it's very much like a sort of half and half push and pull back and forth thing. And it's just not like that at all. It's more kind of like dream-like, um, kind of memoir style, um, confessional, um, story and it's kind of like reading from somebody's diary and yeah those those prompts that Sean gives just really sort of melt into the body of the of the podcast and I think you know she's doing something really really different because I think podcasts are generally quite like rooted in the real world like quite like real tangible um back and forth conversations whereas this feels like really sort of interior and um yeah it's just it's it's done something that I feel is like quite quite different to what a lot of people are doing and yeah giving voice to um, older people within the community that you just don't generally hear from as much especially in the podcast world and also because you know as we all know um, a lot of that generation wiped out during the 80s and 90s with AIDS crisis and so um, hearing from those people who did survive that and um, you know have lived to tell these stories it's just so important especially for Queer history and our own understanding that you know these conversations are had, because, as we all know, you know a lot of queer history is 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 erased and um, hasn 't been recorded, so doing something like this and looking back in history is so important there 's so much that we can we can learn, and especially interesting to listen to older people you know obviously there's been so much um discourse and change around like identity politics and and queerness and all those conversations which are amazing but it's really interesting to hear how that relates back to you know the 60s and 70s and what older people sort of think of that now and and what their understanding is I think um maybe it was the Sandra Colwell one um, the one who's talking about rebel dykes um that saying, was you know,
0: saying Sh- Siobhan hate oh
1: Siobhan yeah and and they were saying about how um you know back when they were living in this um in this squat and like all of their mates so like we didn't have um a word for non-binary but probably most people identified in that way and like gender was very much a construct but we didn't really have a word for it but there was definitely like that understanding and then it kind of like went back to being a bit more sort of categorized and now that's kind of like becoming undone again in in another way and um yeah it's just really interesting to get that context that I think for queer communities is is often quite lacking so um well done well done Sean absolutely loving um Call Me Mother.
0: Yeah it's um stunning and like um yeah I think also like uh being able to um for you know I think younger queer people and older queer people can learn so much from each other in a way that like maybe you um a lot of people might think you can't or you think like oh it's so different for me now than it was for you then and stuff but being able to hear these stories and see like that there are a lot of similarities or there are differences and how you can um be be grateful for things or also be um be uh, thankful for like our queer elders and stuff like that and um, i think it's a, a really 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 wonderful project and i'm very very pleased it exists and hope it goes on for a very long time so yeah very very good job sean we love it very very much so as you can tell we absolutely agree with insightful wonderful conversations with queer elders uh across the world however there are some things this easter sunday which make us a little bit cross olivia it's time for
1: i don't agree with it
0: so Olivia what is it that you do not agree with this
1: week well i was trying to i was trying to think whether or not i've mentioned this before um probably have who knows but what i'm not agreeing with at the moment are quarantine dreams so um my dreams have been very visceral lately and they're really stressing me out like i'm not even joking so i had a dream <laughs> i had a dream the other day that was so stressful and it was it was about this like instagram influencer that i've just like began to like really enjoy their stuff and you know like sometimes if you follow someone on instagram and then they're just like always the first ones I don't know like the algorithm or something so i've been like watching a lot of their stuff yeah so they've been like in my mind a lot and i had a dream that we were friends which would be fab by the way um and that we were talking in their flat and they were like yeah um so just found out something really bad That like this company because she's like a fashion influencer she's like I just found out this company um sent me this necklace and I've been wearing it and like have like told people about it on Instagram that it's like a nice necklace and it contains this like substance which has been poisoning me and um I need to like let everybody know because basically I found out that like um over five years like in five years like I'll die from the poison in the necklace and I've just got like five years to live basically and like if anyone else has bought this off my like affiliate link like they'll just die too in five (laughs) years and it was so stressful and like what do you say to someone in a dream where they're dying in five years from a poison necklace like I don't know so it uh, oh it was it was a lot to take and um that the necklace was gold and it was a hexagon and it had like red in the inside of the hexagon that's probably the the red poison um so yeah that that was my like really stressful dream and you know and like you fully believe it and then you wake up and you're like oh my god the necklace and then you have to be like oh yeah um really stressing me out really weird dreams at the moment so yeah don't agree with them very stressful
0: i agree with not agree with them i bet i have had some right corkers of dreams recently like my god yeah I think I told you about one when we were together the other day about how I keep having this recurring dream every month or so about like being in this haunted house and being haunted by this ghost but only I'm haunted by it no one else that I'm with which you know Like read me like a book, fine, but like I, it's horrible. And and I and I wake up like scared, you know, like when you you wake up scared and you like have to curl up in your in your duvet kind of thing and like look around into the corners of the room because you're convinced that there's a ghost in there.
1: Ugh. Yeah. yeah, it's very yeah.
0: stressful. I don't agree with it at all. It's very annoying.
1: I wonder why it happens more now. Is it just because like there's so much information we have to take in and we're like I don't know, like. I think we're, we're in, all in thinking a, a lot
0: there's a lot of thinking yeah. going on so yeah, yeah.
1: like our, our interior lives are very like full of things and our yeah. exterior lives we're just like going for a walk
0: yeah exactly <laughs> <sighs> yeah no um, i also do not agree with uh, scary dreams i wish they would go away so olivia we have had our second book club meeting I know we mentioned our book club on the podcast before and we've now had the second meeting of it can you believe we've managed to do something more than once
1: yeah I know and um, yeah I mean only 30% of the people didn't read the book so not not bad going (laughs) yeah it was it was pretty Pretty full attendance. Um, but yeah,
0: so um we read um a book called If I Had Your Face by Francis Char, um, which is a book which centers around a group of women in South Korea, um, sort of just in their early mid to late, mid to late twenties, I think. Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, going through uh different experiences in their life. And it basically just follows each of these women, um, and we get to learn about them and their their past. They all uh, Uh, most of them knew each other from the past were in an orphanage together um, and it just charts their their lives and loves and uh, various obsessions as they go through um, their their 20s. Um, What did you think of it?
1: I liked it I mean I think that it is not the most uplifting book obviously because it kind of um, charts the oppression that these characters um feel and face in a very real way um but i think that it also makes us as western readers kind of um question what we perceive um freedom to be and also to look at ourselves um in a way that maybe we wouldn't have normally like there are certain things that the characters talk about like how they have really easy access to um like birth control and morning after pill and things like that and are horrified by like the um the hoops that you have to jump through in the west to get access to to certain things like that and it makes you think oh god yeah like that that is really bad and sort of makes you question things um in a different way and um but also it, it was a really good story about um friendship and the friendship between these women and how that endures like under um quite an oppressive um social construct and um you know they can have certain depressing ideas of um femininity and beauty and um wealth and all of these things that are kind of um informed by the um the society that they're living in but kind of through that is this real desire to um to love one another and to be be connected in ways that are really genuine in a society that really kind of like values um the facade and the external so yeah
0: yeah absolutely i think um it's a i mean i loved it Um, and i think most most of the people who 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 read it loved it it was a i mean a lot to say about in the book club which was very fun and exciting um and uh i think yeah it's such a wonderful book about like the perseverance of the female friendship um as a beacon within um a very patriarchal society and like how uh throughout all these structures and, and trying to sort of grow up within them, find yourself within them. Um, they just want to help each other, like you said, uh, love each other and uh, I, I loved it loads. I thought it was um, a really, really great book. Um, and also one of the characters is obsessed with a person from a K-pop band. So obviously I'm gonna love it. <laughs> very very good storyline there I love that loads um so yeah no I'd really highly recommend it um it's a really it's easy to read it's um you know it's it's got a really lovely like pace um it's um got great characters and yeah a really lovely book and I'm pleased that we read that um have you been reading anything else?
1: Yes I this morning just finished um In the Dream House by Carmen Maria Mercado. It's a book that we have talked about before on the podcast. Um, We both kind of um, read excerpts and heard interviews with um, Carmen talking about the book. And um, I've listened to different chapters here and there. So had a very strong idea of what the book was about. But the thought of reading the whole book just felt very intense to me for a long time. And I was not wrong in that assumption. It was... A really intense and difficult thing for me to read and it is um a book about um an emotionally abusive relationship between two women and um it is told through this kind of like prism or um sort of metaphor of this idea of the dream house and um, each chapter is like telling a story of the dream house i.e like the the story of this relationship and the emotions within um through these sort of like different um literary structures or like pop culture structures so it'll be like um the dream house as a rom-com the dream house as a a sci-fi movie the dream house as whatever so um it kind of it's just it is so clever. Like I was completely floored by it and the amount of research that has gone into this, the amount of like footnotes and she brings in all of this kind of like f- um, folklore um, as as well. And that really like heavily informs the book. Um, there's a bit, I think I've spoken about this before on an earlier podcast. I think it was featured on This American Life um, where they feature a bit towards the end of the book where she does a few chapters on Choose Your Own Adventure. Um, that was really amazing to to read and um talks about you know what doesn't get talked about which is um how these abuses do take place in um same-sex or queer relationships and about how for her that that played out and um the lack I suppose of information that there is on that and how it's kind of like told or not told in in popular culture or in folklore and um, about how it's responded to within the judicial system um, as well so yeah just so well written every word is just like you're just completely floored by it well I was anyway and um, I think it's a book that you could easily go back and read again and again and find so many new things in it, it is just like dense it is like a, a flowerless chocolate cake of books so you need to just like consume it slowly and responsibly and um go back when you can like deal with having a bit more again so um yeah just finished that this morning and would highly 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 recommend it i um, i posted about it on my instagram and a few people um have responded to me saying they had read it too and had really kind of strong reaction to the book and it's really kind of um affected them as well so I think it's just yeah one of those books that um you don't just read and forget
0: yeah no absolutely um I have been like desperate to read it for ages but also definitely a bit put it off in the sense that I know it will be a a, a big a big task and a, a big emotional task to read but Carmen Maria is so so such a great writer I absolutely adored her book Her Body and Other Parties um which I've spoken about I think before on the podcast and I really want to read again because I just like think about it all the time and how I really enjoyed some of the stories in there um yeah no that is a uh, resounding uh, review for that book and uh, I can't wait to read it myself
1: have you um read anything else this week
0: well i have just started um detransition baby which is our book for our next book club so i won't talk about that um in terms of what what i I mean it's very good so far and obviously there's a lot of chat about it i know it's um doing the rounds everywhere everyone's talking about it so i'm really pleased that that is our choice for our book club which you chose so good choice there olivia um and yes i've just started that apart from that i haven't really read anything which is particularly queer i haven't really had much time for reading um over the past uh, a couple of weeks so uh nothing from me but uh you know when once we've all read detransition baby i'm sure we'll have lots to say about it it's a very so far very good very queer book so that's about it for another week here at queer longing towers um thank you for joining us um and if you want to chat to us in any way you can you can follow us on instagram at queer longing and on twitter at queer longing as well um, we're queer longing at gmail.com if you want to send us a little email we're also on anchor now which is um our new hosting site anchor.fm forward slash queer longing you can go on there you can leave us a little voice note which would be stunning we'd love to hear your voice too and maybe just maybe we could add it into the podcast who knows um technology- so louise if you're listening absolutely yeah louise please get in touch now that you're our number one fan um and yeah whilst uh we hope you all have a stunning easter egg hunt and a big bit of lamb for this easter sunday we will be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time bye Bye.
1: so it'll be fine for you yeah so, as, long, um, as long as it
0: didn't do it for me it will be it will be fine on the record okay yeah um yeah okay yeah, it's fine um you can react yes. to them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>